Welcome back to Lunch with a Trojan. Got a special edition today. Another player. We had Talano Hufunga last week. Today we got redshirt freshman wide receiver Kyle Ford. You can follow him on Twitter. Oop, I got to change that. I got to put that up there on the screen. It's uh, Ford underscore Kyle. Let me move his little thing down a little bit and that'll uh, fix it. Sorry about that. Now you should be able to see it. Uh, Ford underscore Kyle six is your Twitter handle. You, you're pretty active on the Twitter, right, right Kyle? Yeah, I'm pretty active on there. I mean, uh, Sometimes I'll tweet some stuff, but it's kind of like I'm more on there just lurking a little bit. So, all right. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, as athletes, you got you to be everyone. We all have to be careful what we're saying on Twitter and stuff, but you get to lurk and see what's going on, see what people are saying. But we appreciate you coming on. Yeah, uh, like I said, former five star uh, wide receiver uh, at Orange Lutheran High School back in the day. I kind of want to talk first about the uh, recruiting process a little bit. What, what, it, what was mm -hmm. the deciding factor that you end up coming uh, to USC? Um, I mean, for me, mostly, like, I feel like I'm not just a football player. And, like, obviously in, like, recent times and stuff going on, like, you, you start to realize that a little more. You're a lot more than a football player. So, for me, it was all about, like, the school aspect and making connections for after football because one day it's going to end and you never know what could happen. So, uh, that was the main factor for me is just I wanted to live in California and I wanted to make connections with people out here and it'd be super easy to go out there and network from here. So. So the first time I got to see you extensively, this was, I mean, the most memorable, the performance at the opening that I remember seeing, this was one down, they used to have it up in Oregon. They have them down in Dallas. Uh -huh. And I forget what that, the weekend, it was like two days of games. I was mm -hmm. putting up some of the highlights. You caught like 15 or 16 touchdown passes over mm -hmm. that entire uh, stretch. Uh, it was pretty crazy what you were able to do there. I'm sorry that I should have teed up the highlights a little sooner, but Man, so, I mean, do you remember that that weekend and like what was it like? Yeah, I, I for sure remember that. I think that might be one of my best weekends of football I've ever uh, had. I think, but it was a good experience. I mean, being able to go out there and just compete with with a lot of guys and earn a lot of respect from a lot of the top guys. I mean, I remember guys out there uh, going against guys like Stingley. Uh, obviously, a lot of guys going to Florida State. Everyone, a lot of Florida cats out there. Everyone was out there, so. It was good to go against them and um, earn like a lot of respect out there. And the town out there was crazy. It's just like a whole nother speed. It's like I remember getting past guys and at, sometimes they would like catch up. I remember Derek Stingler was one of the most memorable ones for me. I remember first play I scored on him and then I caught like a like a comeback on him. But I thought he was gone. Like I thought I had him way gone. And all of a sudden, he just, like, hits me from behind. I'm like, bro, this kid is just different. Like, he's so fast. And just, like, the way he's able to move and be so athletic is amazing. So, I think just that that was the biggest thing for me is being able to compete and be able to excel against, like, top players in the country was the biggest thing for me. It's a big confidence booster for sure. I mean, it was only, like, 
six or seven games and you caught like, you know, you were in the mid double digits. It was like a ridiculous. I mean, just the fact that you were able to have those many opportunities to catch touchdowns, it was just kind of yeah. crazy. Yeah, for sure. And it definitely, it definitely helped have Ryan Holinsky back there, my high school quarterback for sure. So that was, that was definitely a plus. And obviously Graham Mertz, I love Graham Mertz. Uh, he was a great quarterback on the team too. So, and a lot of people went down um, on my team. So it just made me have to step up a little bit. So, yeah. The uh, so you have that big opening. You start your high school, you know, your senior year of high school, and then about halfway through, uh, you had this uh, unfortunate, you know, knee injury um, yeah. that you were rehabbing for. What maybe kind of talk us briefly through what what happened uh, from that injury? Yeah. So I remember. I remember like it was yesterday. It was like uh, final drive, Mission Viejo. Uh, we were coming down. We were going to win the game, and I had like a route in the slot or something like that, and I kind of got the linebacker off his heels a little bit and I was trying to go inside and I I think I was a little just too strong for myself I just threw completely threw the linebacker into my leg trying to get by him and it was kind of like a collision like this and it just kind of you could I remember it was like gunshots to me it was like you could hear it. and I just I, I was freaking out at first just because in my life I just haven't been really I've been blessed enough to not really be hurt like that so uh when it happened it was kind of just like surreal to me and I I got up and I remember like something happened on the field and I, I think someone said something and I got up and I was like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm fine. Walked out the field, try to come back in the next couple plays. And um, like, it just felt like a loose screw and it was just something I've never felt before. So I was just, at that point I was a little concerned. I never really thought the worst of it, but I was just kind of concerned about it. And then it ended up being that. Uh, it was difficult. It was difficult to hear. Obviously, the like, first time like being hurt like that after coming off like a very confident like showing like from the off season and stuff like that and being able to go out there my senior year. But um, yeah, it was it was just different for me. That's all it was. I think it was good for me. It was a good challenge to get past, and uh, it made me stronger mentally. So for sure, I think it was a blessing in disguise. Yeah, what was that rehab process like? Because you basically, you know, you get the surgery and you have kind of like half your senior year and then you get to USC and then you're you're rehabbing, but then you get to the point where you can actually be on the field and play for the last few games. Right, right. Uh, so like starting that rehab was really tough for me because like it was something I just never been through. So like I didn't know what was right, what was wrong to feel. So like I was always concerned. I always didn't want to overdo it. I didn't really... Like, I, I always pushed myself, but I didn't push myself past pain and stuff because I didn't know what was okay to be painful and what was okay, and what okay was not and, like, stuff like that. So uh, it kind of started a little slow. I remember I started slow just because I didn't – it was different to me, and then I started working up from there. But, like, uh, it, it was just – like I said, it was just, like, like very different. I'll just put it that way. But it, it was definitely tough just because – uh, obviously an injury like that is, is, is definitely not the easiest thing to come back from, but yeah, it, it was good. But I mean, working into it in the season, like changing the pace off an injury to come from high school to college, it was, it was for sure different. Cause I remember I first came out there at the Colorado game and I remember being out there like, Oh my gosh, bro, I'm, I'm really out here. Like <laughs> college football and stuff like that. It was kind of surreal because, I haven't really practiced a whole lot and stuff like that. And I just got thrown out there, but it was good. I mean, being able to be physical, I mean, that's like, I think the biggest thing for me, I like, 
obviously like when I play, I've liked to play physical. So being able to hit somebody was cool, I guess. Special teams is a lot harder than it, than it looks for sure, though. So, yeah. did you feel like the the knee was was stronger afterwards? And and you mentioned like the physical aspect. Here, I'll yeah. put a picture. I mean, looking at you during the season, it just looked like you bulked up. I don't know if that was by design or that was part of the rehab process. But man, you looked uh, you looked pretty buff last year. Yeah, I felt. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I felt really strong. Probably the strongest I've ever felt in my life. Uh, but I think at times. I didn't man. I don't think like as big as I was getting, I don't think I managed it the right way. I think I kind of got like, I still felt good and I felt fine, but I felt like a little heavier than I used to be. And I don't, it wasn't a thing of fat. I just think I was just putting on a little, like, like, a, like a excess amount and stuff like that. And not really managing how much I was weighing and stuff like that until I got to USC a lot and they started managing it a lot better and being able to take a lot of pressure off my knees. But I for sure felt strong though. I mean, I'm not, there's no doubt about that. I just needed to manage it a little better coming off uh, an injury. And yeah, so. that, the new rule, obviously you get to play four games and still red shirts. So yours yeah. kind of worked out okay for you where you did get right. to practice some, you caught that touchdown. I think I got a picture of the, the touchdown you caught against uh, Oregon. I wasn't obviously a great game for USC, but I mean, that must've been a surreal experience for you. Oh, for sure. Obviously I'm a competitor and it's not always, it's always, not fun to win and not be able to be out there and help your team. Like, especially coming off injury, it's obviously not fun, but, uh, I mean, I had a good game, special teams that night and just the opportunity came. And I just, one of my main things is to flash. So it's like, that's my, my saying. The, uh, as far like we put up a picture of Michael Pittman there, was he one of your mentors or any of the guys on the team that were kind of mentors for you? Oh, for sure. I mean, uh, he, he was for sure one of like my big brother right there. I still talk to him all the time. Um, obviously, I'm good friends with his brother, Micah, over at Oregon. Uh, but, like, he was a big, big mentor for me. He took me under his wing, obviously. Uh, being able to watch him while I was injured, it just made me just see what kind of a standard needs to be set and stuff like that. And, obviously, he would pull me. I would pull him aside, ask him questions all the time, be like, "What? how do I do this better? How do I do this? And he, for sure, was, like, a big brother to me. So, like, I'm really happy he got Got a good draft um, in the draft this year, and I'm really excited to see him play for the Colts and stuff like that. So it was cool. So by the end of the year, obviously you get to play in a game, you get to play in some games, you're you're okay. Then this is weird off season with the the coronavirus stuff. Uh, what was the beginning of that like for you? Doing these kind of workouts at home and trying to kind of instead of having you know only have that one spring practice, uh, what was all that uh, like for you? I mean. It, I'm not gonna lie. It just felt like high school again. It just felt like, <laughs> like, like being able to just like work out at your own pace. It was like, bro, I could wake up at 10 o'clock and just go manage my own workout. I'm cool, bro. Like I feel, I, it was cool. I'm not gonna lie. I really liked it. Uh, being able to connect with like a lot of guys from your high school that you used to play with coming home and work out with them and stuff was like, was really cool for me. I think that was like the biggest thing is being able to spend time with family and stuff like that and still be able to work on your craft in your own way in a sense. So it was cool. I liked it. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. Uh, and then, so there might be some people watching that don't know there's, uh, you know, you had this unfortunate incident happen again, where now you right. tore the ACL on your other knee right. uh, fairly recently. We don't want to go into details of the, of the injury and stuff right now. Everything's think it's kind of fresh, but did you feel yeah. like, like, did you have the same kind of feeling maybe the first time when you, when you tore it on the, from the other knee? I mean, um, when it first happened, it was just kind of like, uh, 
I could like I had a sense of it, but I thought I was fine. Like I thought I was good. Everything was good. Next day, no swelling, nothing like last time. I remember I came back and I I couldn't walk for like three days, and I was like, like damn, that's that, it's not not probably not good if I'm not walking. Next day, next day I was walking around the house. Three days later, I was running, running miles around my neighborhood and stuff like that, going back to what I was doing. Uh, and then I bit, I just did some little rehab and stuff. I go and checked it. They're like, oh, it still looks strong. I mean, it still looks good. I was hopping around, uh, cutting on it and doing this and that. And here and there, I'd hear like, feel like a little like jerk or something like that. And I was like, oh, maybe it's just, maybe it's just something small. Like, I just need to give it some time, something like that. And then I eventually got to do a football workout on it, and it was fine. And then one day I was just like, bro, just let me let me figure out what it is, uh, figure out if I'm going to be fine and stuff like that so I could treat it. I could know what to do to treat it, and we could get get it going and know, know what I need to do, what I need more, a little more months and stuff like that. So I went in, got my MRI, everything. Everything went smooth at the MRI, and then they called me on the phone. And they were like, yeah, bro, like, I don't know how you did it, but you, like, tore your ACL and stuff like that. I was like, like, damn, you know? Like, just having to go, just, it was kind of like, like a moment of shock for me. And I was just, like, started, broke down a little bit. Obviously, it's never something you want to hear as an athlete. It's, like, never, it's not a fun process, especially just coming back and just being able to feel, finally, I was just starting to feel good. I was getting my speed training back. I was feeling fast again, really fast, feeling really starting to feel smooth in my routes stuff like that so it was just something not easy to hear and i just remember having a conversation with my dad just being like hey bro you it sucks but you have 24 hours like you sit and i just realized at that point like that's 24 hours what am i gonna sit here and feel bad for myself like i'm not gonna sit here and feel bad all day it's like that's not gonna get me any better you know like it's just not gonna. It's not gonna push me forward. I'm just gonna cry about it all day and worry about it. Like, okay, like let's get surgery and we work from there. So, from there and this point on, like I, I feel like it's kept my head a lot stronger. I'm like, some people feel really bad, and I've talked to some people and they feel bad. I'm like, hey, if I don't feel bad, you shouldn't feel bad. It doesn't. Stuff happens. It's a, it's a game of football. It's a game of life. I mean, stuff happens. You you can't cry about it. You better you got to get over it and get over that hump. So, uh, I, honestly, like now. Like, I just see I, – it, it could be a blessing. I mean, the way things are going, it's a, it's a good time to have it. It's a good time to rehab it, be home and be able to yeah. rehab with certain people and be able to go back and forth and get different opinions and stuff like that. So, uh, I mean, it's unfortunate, but you got to get through it. It's, it's Stuff happens. And uh, obviously when stuff like that happens, you look up different situations and people that have overcome it. Uh, it's like – Tyron Matthew, he's got two ACLs, stuff like that. Frank Gore has two. Thomas Davis had three. Uh, there's just, there's a lot of names out there. Like, a lot of people ha have stuff that happen, and it's just like a normal thing in sports. No one should ever have to go through it, but, I mean, it, it's it's part of the game. And, like, it's sometimes the price that you pay to, to play this game sometimes. And, obviously, I have a great support group around me. I have great family, friends, all the coaches at USC, uh, other coaches, stuff like that. So I, I'm in a good spot. My mental is really good right now. So, yeah. That's And just to let everyone know, that's the whole reason we're having you on the show. I mean, it's a fresh injury. Obviously, you just, I mean, the mental anguish you go through rehabbing the first time and you get coming back. But we were messaging, just full disclosure, we were messaging a little bit. And your attitude, 
was so positive. I was just like, this would be great for the USC fan because you were so positive about it. Right. Um, that's the only reason I we asked, you know, and, and you know, great uh, Clay Helton was, you know, allowed that you to come on, and uh, right. so that, that that's the only reason because you had such a positive attitude about this. Right. Yes, sir. Yeah. I mean, uh, like I said, it's just something you got to get through, and the only way you can get through is being positive. I remember Coach uh, Mustin over at uh, USC, one of the strength coaches on the strength staff. Uh, he he really instilled to me to just be positive. I remember coming off my last one, I just I wouldn't be I wouldn't say I'd be super negative, but I would just kind of be like, bro, like why is this not going right? Why is this? Why is this happening? And he's like, bro, like you just have like you gotta stop thinking like that. You gotta be more positive, and stuff will go your way. You'll see you'll see your life start to change. And I brought that into every aspect of my life, so I'm really thankful for him uh, to be able to help me and help me with that type of mindset and football and in life. So it's something that you carry over. I try to, my main thing in life is to use everything into like Coach Helton says, he says, take something in your toolbox and be able to apply it and take some pieces from every little piece and, and every, every, every person. So I'll take pieces from that and apply it into multiple things in my life. So the one thing you said when the, you rehabbed your other knee, how right. strong it felt. Mm -hmm. Do you think there's sometimes where there could be an imbalance there because you felt strong on that side? It could have put a little bit more pressure on your other knee. You know what? I think that's the main reason why stuff went the way it did. Really? Okay. But honestly, like, it's not it's not uncommon for this stuff to this type of stuff to happen. So, like, uh, being able, I remember, like, on my leg, my right leg felt really good, but it never. I just don't think it ever caught up to that left leg and being able to just handle that pressure. I remember even like sometimes in like workouts and stuff like that. I would kind of limp a little bit. And I would kind of be heavy footed on my left. So it was just enduring a lot. And I think maybe just one day it just, it just didn't decide to work. And that's just what happened. So I think now that's why I'm not too mad about it. I'm starting to feel like even starting right now, I'm about uh, maybe like a month, a little over a month out. And I feel like, I'm not gonna lie, I feel amazing. I'm walking around fine. I feel strong. I don't have the same issues on my right when I started. I already bend it really good. I can got strength. There's no shakiness in the quads waking up. It, it, I'm actually kind of almost scared in a way. I'm like, bro, it should not. It should not feel this good already. Like, <laughs> I'm over here, like almost trying to like move around a little bit. And I'm like, hey, just calm down, take your time. And but it feels good. So everything's good. I'm really really happy about it. So. Yeah. yeah, a lot of well-wishers on the YouTube. I've been putting up some comments. So Linda just says, uh, you have such a great attitude, wishing you much success in your future. Fight on. Um, right. Thank did, you so much, Linda. Yeah, did they give you a timeline? Like what they think? I mean, obviously it seems like you're ahead of schedule from what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, um, there's no specific timeline on these type of things because most of it is all about you could handle it the best you can. You could work out every day. You could do whatever you want, but it's all how your body wants to heal. So it could be anywhere from like six to 12, just depending on it. But like the way I'm going, I mean, I don't have anything to rush. I'm just going to want to feel the best I can feel. And um, like, that's when I'm going to come back. And uh, there's no rush for it. I mean, till like the next season, I have 14 months about. So like, I, I, I there's no need to rush and I'm, and I'm going to feel good and I'll be able to rock and roll by then. I'm pretty sure. So I'm feel, we feel good. And, learning how to manage it better a lot from my other one is um, a big piece. Just like the mentality is just different this time. I just feel like I know what it's, what it's like. I know it's okay to feel certain things. And I feel like that's why 
I'm just excelling a lot more in this, in this, in this, uh, second rehab. So, um, well, do you know what you're going to be doing if there is a football season uh, during yeah. the season? And is there a part of you that's kind of rooting like, hey, if the season's postponed, that might be better for me. I won't even miss any time. Well, I mean, I, I'll never root for that because I love my guys on the yeah. team. And I always like to see them be great and excel. And I, I, I love it. I think that's a big piece for me is just being able to uh, see my people around me excel. I think that's where I gain most of like, my success and I think that's where I feel fulfilled a lot is making people around me better and seeing people do good around me and um I mean if it happens it happens and it would be fortunate for me but obviously that's not ideal for everyone else so yeah uh one of your good friends uh I believe Ethan Ray went through a similar thing was it nice having a kind of a support system there and I don't know if you know how he's doing right now right um Obviously, I've known him since kindergarten, so wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, we've been cool since kindergarten and stuff like that. So the, I think the main thing with him is being able to be like, hey, bro, is is this okay to feel like this? Is this okay to feel like that? And I think that's basically where we bounce off each other, which is good in this type of rehab because he makes me feel like it's fine to be feeling a certain way I make, and he asks me, like, is this fine? Like, I kind of feel weird. And I'm like, bro, it's fine. Happened to me, this and that. So I think that's the main support part that we kind of bounce off of. Um, your main role is going to be, you know, rehabbing and, and getting healthy again. But right. do you see yourself? I mean, now that you've been around the system for a year, like there's going to be some young receivers. Is it? Is there any kind of role you want to have with the team while when you're not able to play? Uh, Yeah, I mean, being able to help the young guys. I mean, I think that's a big thing for me. I, I, I think as a teammate, as a player, I, I like to make people better in any way I can, where I'm on or off the field. I think, like I said, that's where I get my fulfillment from is uh, being able to help others and see others excel from helping them and stuff like that. So, uh, I mean, I've been to school with Josh Jackson before over at Olu for a year. So that's my guy right there. And obviously Gary is another younger guy and being able to just be on the sideline and just talk through certain situations and why people do this, why they do that on and on and off the field. I mean, uh, I think that will probably be my role and that's the best way I could probably help the team this year. So you and uh, Brew McCoy were sort of tied in like these two five-star receivers that right. didn't get to play last year. What have, uh, what have you seen from him? I mean, obviously there was a lot of people expecting both of you guys to come in and contribute, but what have you seen from him? Like kind of getting ready this off season too? Right. I mean, uh, all I can say, it's Brew McCoy. Like, <laughs> like, that, like that's my boy right there. I know he's working to get better. I know, uh, obviously, when he heard the news, he was a little hurt about it just because th that's my guy right there. And I, I've always had respect for him, and he had super high respect for me and, and stuff like that. And that's my guy. Our families are pretty cool with each other and stuff like that. So we were excited to just get the chance to play with each other. I even know the spring practice, we would come off the field and be like, bro, we, we got to score here, bro. Like, you got to score, I got to score, someone's got to score, bro, because I'm not going to hear defense all day. And then, like, that's just the type of, like, relationship that we're both very competitive and stuff like that. So I know he's working and he's getting ready for season. I'm excited to see him excel. I know he's going to do great, so. Um, you you talk about Michael Pittman being kind of a mentor. Did you learn anything from Amon Ross St. Brown out there? Uh, I mean, he was he was young, too, but right. uh, obviously a big contributor on the team. Right. Um, so Amon... <laughs> 
I've known Amon since sixth grade, maybe. You've known these guys a long time. Yeah, like Amon, I've known them for a while. So I've been to school with him for a while and known him for a while, uh, stuff like that. So I feel like I've picked up a lot of things from him. I feel like me and him mentally are a little bit similar. So we kind of always bounce ideas off each other, like the way, like, stuff is going and it, even in life just even why people are doing this on the field like bro why did he do this and that and we're like oh we kind of talk it through and stuff like that i think Amon, where people don't really see him or like give enough credit to him for is his mental is his mental is off the charts like like the way he thinks and stuff like that and i try to pick his brain a lot i mean i already i feel like me and him think a lot think a lot like um in football and life and stuff like that uh, parents are very similar, and um, I think that's the main thing. I try to I try to pick his brain a little bit, yeah. and just be like, "Hey, bro, why'd you do that?" And, that? and then he'll tell me, "I'm like, okay, that's what I was thinking too," and stuff like that. So, yeah. What about the physical aspects? Because he's, I mean, obviously he comes from a weightlifting kind of background. Did you talk to him about building your body as a receiver at all? Right. Um, I mean, I feel like uh, sometimes, like, <laughs> we'll get on each other. We're like, "Hey, bro." Looking kind of skinny. You look a little bit like this and that, and we'll kind of mess with each other. I think I don't think we've ever been in like very serious talks about it, just because we're both physical and I feel like we're both built in our own way and we're both bigger. I feel stronger receivers, but I don't think we've ever had like certain conversations on stuff like that. Yeah. Just kind of joking around and stuff like that. Makes sense. Um, right. The guy that throws you the football, uh, Keaton Slovis, what did you yeah. see from him? And what, what do you think makes him such a special quarterback? Well, I remember, I know, because obviously you, when you go to play football, you have friends back home and they, they text you and stuff like that. I remember when um, JT had an unfortunate injury and people, Keaton was coming in and people was like, oh, my gosh, oh, what's going to happen? And it's like, I said, Bro, don't worry about it. Like, He's a baller. Like, don't worry about it. So when they, when he started going crazy, everyone started having crazy, uh, you know, going crazy. I was like, bro, that's Keaton. I've, uh, I didn't have any doubts about him. I knew he's a baller, and he's done this all the weeks in practice. So it's nothing new. So I just, like, like I just have full confidence in him. And I just, just seeing the way he's progressed throughout the season and just being able to make the right reads and put balls on the dot. I remember – uh, towards the end of the year and mid to the end of the year when I started practicing more and more, me and him were just connecting in practice and uh, killing it out there. So I just love his arm and how accurate it is and how he, he puts – he just puts you in good positions as a receiver. That's all you could ever ask for. And I think the one thing is never fun as a receiver getting thrown into people and getting blasted and stuff like that. And he, he's very good about that, making his reads and stuff like that, putting the ball right in your chest and stuff. So uh, he's, he's great. He's going to be amazing. The uh, the DBs you go against in practice, um, right. anyone kind of stand out to you, or any some attributes that you like uh, of some of those guys on the defensive backfield? You know, I I think my favorite guy to go against, and I love going against everyone. Everyone, we have some good corners out there. I mean, OG Isaac, everybody is out there, and, and really good players. Chris out there, everyone. But I think my favorite to compete against is probably Greg. Okay, I love against greg johnson because he's a bigger dude so like we'd be trying to get like more physical and stuff like that so it's fun going against him and he's he likes to compete a lot and we'd be talking back and forth and practice and it goes back and forth and uh i think he's probably my favorite to go against for sure because he's 
bigger, so you get you. It's like someone to kind of match a little more physicality and stuff like that. So, oh, makes sense. Yeah, we had a YouTube question uh, from PDX. That's a pretty long name. It says, uh, "So he compares you to Juju Smith-Schuster." But question: Who have you modeled your game after, and which wide receivers in the room do you think will step up this year? Okay, um, so uh, addressing the first part about who have modeled my game after, I think the reason why I wear 81 is Calvin Johnson. So I like, I always picture him. He's a bigger guy. And my main thing, I think my main attribute is jump balls and stuff like that and being able to go up and get balls and come down with them pretty consistently. And I think that's what Calvin Johnson does very well and being able to high point the ball, look it in, catch it over defenders and stuff like that, but still be able to get out of routes quick and be fast and physical. I think that's where I've watched a lot of clips of, about him and and on him and studied his game a little bit and try to model some of that into there too. And uh, for the second question, who do I think will step up in the receivers room? I think, shoot, everybody everybody looks good. I'm not going to lie. Like I know it's a, a direct question to a singled out receiver, but I think everyone's going to step up the way our receiver room is set up. Everyone has a chance to step up, and I think everybody will. I know Gary and Josh have been looking really good. Drake London, obviously, he was starting to ball, like, through that midseason to the end, balling, killing it. Obviously, Brew is going to step up as Brew. Like I said, I already talked about Brew. Tyler, Amon. I mean, there's no, like, wrong pick in there. So, I mean, I, I, I'm just so thankful that we have such a good room in there. So, I think everyone will do, will do their job and step up for sure. On a similar line from Leon, uh, who do you think will have a breakout season from USC this year from from any position? I mean, there's a whole new defensive staff. I don't know if anyone you think that maybe didn't get a lot of run last year might, you know, uh, be a big contributor this year or anything like that. Right. Um, shoot. Man, I think, honestly, for me, and this is obviously I, I think highly of all of my teammates, and I think the People out there are supposed to be out there and just I'm really, really happy. But y'all better watch out for Solo. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you that. Y'all better watch out for Solo because he's, he's going to come off the injury and he hasn't played for two years. He's got a lot built up in him and he, he's ready to go. I'm I'm really excited to see him. I'll tell you one thing. I'm glad he's on my team. Uh, I'll tell you that. I'm glad he's on my team. So uh, I'm excited to see him do what he does because everybody knows Solo. Even out of high school, killing it. I think he was five star two, top rated linebacker in the country. So he, it's he's gonna ball. I'm so excited for him to be back. I'm so happy for him. He's worked so hard and been in those rehab and stuff for a couple of years now. I'm just excited to see him uh, ball out this season. So yeah, there's like maybe this kinship between like you and Brew and so the guys that came in with you know highly touted you know the, all these accolades and then weren't able right. to play right away. So you guys right. are kind of a little <laughs> fraternity there or something. Seriously. <laughs> Crazy. The, uh, so the rehab process you're going to be going through now, are, I know USC hasn't announced when players are coming back. We talked to Talanoa last week, uh, Talanoa Funga, and you know because he was going through the, the shoulder stuff, uh, you know the rehab, he was actually going to be on campus some. Is your plan at all to be back on campus? You're going to do most of this at home, or what are your plans right now? Um, honestly, I have no clue. Uh, I'm, still <laughs> talking, I'm still talking it over with my parents, obviously. Uh, that virus stuff is no joke and it's really scary and potentially bringing it to your family and stuff like that is never the fun. So I think I'm still thinking it through and 
Uh, obviously, I'm like I said, I'm going up there every Friday to go check in with them and do rehab on Fridays. So I'm keeping that same schedule until anything is uh, like further and in, I'm informed about and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I know. Do you right. feel like because we talk about this, the media talks about college mm-hmm. football coming back or any of the sports coming back. You guys are the actual players that have to, you know, do it, you know, do it. It's like I think football is a really hard social distancing sport. But yeah. uh, how I mean, if you weren't. You know, if you were really just coming back to play, you didn't have the knee injury. Uh-huh. Do you feel comfortable? Like, do you feel like oh, the, the protocols that everyone's putting in place, do you feel like, okay, these are going to protect us? Or is there apprehension there? Because, like, you might see your family. I mean, what, what do you think about all of it? Yeah. Um, shoot. I think, I think there's no real way to go out there and say no, no one's going to get it for sure. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the scary part because you never want to be the guy that gets it and has to be in quarantine, especially me as like you. I know you said, uh, obviously, if I wasn't hurt and stuff like that, but being hurt, I don't. It's scary to to have to maybe be set back weeks in rehab and stuff like that. Obviously, if you're quarantined and stuff like that, which is a little bit scary. But um I think it's like more of like a country issue. I think just a lot of people in our country are just kind of sweeping it under the rug right now, especially, and obviously a lot of players are going back. It's a little more concerning when a lot of people are getting the virus at, like Clemson had their little thing go on. LSU had their big number of people going on, Kansas State, uh, Texas. And you read about something new every day and you just don't want to be that one that pops up on the Twitter feed. Yeah. You're like you know, oh Kyle Ford. You're like, it's bad yeah. enough to read Kyle Ford. It's a PCL injury. Like, oh Kyle Ford gets coronavirus. You know, like, <laughs> well, it's weird. I just came, like, literally just came from the dentist office. So the first time I've done something like that, and like they put like eye shields on you, and the dentist had like the you know they had a two masks on and a face shield and gloves, right. and like, and you feel pretty safe, but you're still like, I don't know, like you're out there, you don't know what's going on. I, I would think it's something similar where you're just like, hey, I'm out here. It seems like a controlled environment, but just you don't know. Right, exactly. And yeah. like like you said, like with those workouts in the mass and stuff, almost like, shoot, I might be glad I'm not running with the mask on right now. <laughs> shoot, I, I wouldn't be able to breathe and stuff like that. That's but. a weird one for me too, because like I've been doing workouts in my like, uh, like zoom workout. So probably similar to what you guys do with awesome or whatever, but in my right. driveway or I have a bike. Um, and I'm not thinking, I don't think I'm comfortable going back to the gym. I don't know if I want to work out with a mask on. I don't know. Maybe I haven't really tried it, but yet all those it's things scary. are just like a little different, you know? Right. It's scary that especially those gyms, you don't know if people are wiping down their bars or wiping down whatever they're doing. I think that gym it, it makes it even worse. You don't know the people at the gym. Like you don't know what <laughs> family member had it or they had it oh man it's it's scary world to live in right now. yeah well it's funny because i think a lot of people talk about you know i'm a guy pushing 50 so there's more risk there as, as young players but i mean we've seen young people get infected too i mean it's not like you guys are it doesn't sound like you're unconcerned i know maybe there's some young people that don't worry about it but you don't seem like one of those people yeah of course i think i think for me it's obviously a lot of younger people aren't affected by it but i don't want to be the one that brings it to my family and yeah has something wrong with my family or is something like that i'd be i i wouldn't be able to handle it right you know that's like the last thing i probably need right now no 
I 100% agree with you there. We had another question on YouTube. Right. Uh, can we know where you can improve your game? And uh, what do you like to go against, smaller cornerbacks or tall and long cornerbacks? <laughs> um, for, I think for improving my game, uh, I think more of, obviously, like I general stuff like speed and stuff is always going to be a general answer. But I always like to improve mentally being able to understand why people do the things they do or why he moved like this or why he moved like that when I moved like this. Mentally, I think that's – everyone in college is athletic. Like, everyone at a D1 school playing high-level football is going to be athletic. So what's going to separate you is your mental. So I think that's my main part that I want to do and probably a little more flexibility. I've been trying to stretch a lot and handle, the, handle this rehab differently than last time and be able to keep my weight down and – stretch a lot more and be a lot more flexible. So I think those are like three things that I really want to improve on. And um, again, smaller cornerbacks are tall and long. I mean, you're assuming, I guess they're assuming the taller, the smaller ones are faster. I don't know. It's, Man, yeah, I, I, think I guess. It depends. If he's small and, and weak, I, that'd be cool. But there's people that are small, cor smaller corners like uh, Max Williams that are just, ballers and he's just one of the I think I've always told everyone he's one of the hardest corners I've ever gone into. he's just yeah. mirroring you the whole time and it's just like you can't get too tricky or is he just gonna sit there and look at you like bro are you gonna do something <laughs> like every time I go against I'm like bro I just gotta go or something I just gotta try to be a little bigger but I think honestly I would take a a longer armed weak corner than probably a smaller one, to be smaller honest. One. Because I like you be you be able to they start reaching at you, you be able to play with them a little bit and hit their arms and be physical with them and be able to pull them and all that and stuff. So that's the type of stuff I really like to do. So I think maybe like that, but when you get a long, stronger corner, I know like one of the one of the people I give really high praise to and uh is Elias Ricks. I think Elias Ricks does that very well. And I think he's been one guy to be like a stronger, like longer corner that's be able to move really well. So I think if it's like him, uh, I mean, it's kind of like pick your poison with him because he, he's, he's really good. So yeah. like being more like, obviously you really got to do everything right to beat him and stuff like that. So for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Max Williams, just like relentless, you know, he's, uh, right. he's just always, he was always on you. Um, two right. couple, two. Give me a couple quick ones, and we'll let you go. We do appreciate your time. Uh, you know, spending some time with us. Um, USC fans, high expectations. Mm -hmm. Give them a reason why this is a chance. This this USC team has a chance to make the college football playoff this year. Shoot, I mean, I mean, you you see little glimpse of it last year. Even last year, we have like we have our glimpse of just killers on the team obviously when we play teams like utah you see it and i think a lot of young guys over even just a year have grown and being able to have people like drake jackson and stuff like that young guys step up to be able to mesh together with those big guys and we still have a very talented wide receiver room very talented quarterback very talented line very talented defense deep new defense coordinator that's that's really good and and new cornerback coach really good every, every we have I think we just are finally – we're putting together the pieces and it's starting to mesh a little bit. And I think even the culture is starting to change with double A's, his program, and 
setting the standard is just whole different people holding each other more accountable than I feel like when I first came in, when I first came in, obviously you could, I was part of that change. I feel like I felt like when my class came in every, like that's when everyone started to buy in and everyone started to come together. And I think that's going to probably be shown this season and even maybe even better than next season. And as it grows on and on, especially with the more talented classes that we just keep getting, um, it's going to be pretty special. All right. One last one for you, Kyle. Again, appreciate the time. Um, injuries, like you mentioned, it's football. Right. It's a part of it. You've been through this, you know, once and you're going, you're going through it again. Any right. advice you would give to maybe a young football player out there who's maybe experienced an injury for the first time and just all they see is like nine months of, of not unsure of what's going to happen. Like what advice would you give someone that's just going through this for the first time? Right. Um, I think the main thing for me is you got to find something that you couldn't do the day before. I remember for me, the first time I was that kid that you're talking about, I was thinking like, Oh my gosh, I'm never going to get here. bro. my, I just did really good in off season. Now I'm never going to play this and play good again. And, and you, it's just all be positive, bro. Cause there's going to be stuff that you're going to have trouble with and rely on people around you. I think that's a big thing. Rely on people. If you're really, if you're really struggling like that, rely on people around you. Find something in your head that, okay, I think a lot, a lot for me is like I think about like my family. I want to be able to provide for them and give back to what they think about that in your head when you're feeling weak and stuff like that. Like just think about that and it'll, it'll push you through it and rely on people around you. And everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to go back to the way it was if you just worked the way you were. And God's going to carry you through that. And he's going to get you through that. And God always has a plan for you. I mean, I think that's where I put, like, a lot of my faith in. I mean, obviously, it's I was asking why me when it first happened. But then I'm like, okay, yeah, there, there's a reason for this. There's there, he, he's, look, he's always looked at me for me my whole life. He's not just – he didn't bring me all this way to just drop me off, you know? So I put a lot, a lot of faith in that. And like I said, I think – I already said it, but main thing is find something every day that you couldn't do the day before. I remember when I start this, I'm like, okay, um, I didn't do too much, but at least I bent my foot up, right? Or I bent my leg a little more, or today I put on my shoe by myself. Today I put on my sock by myself. I got dressed by myself. I was able to get in the shower by myself, stuff like that. It's just find little things. It doesn't have to be big. It's not like, oh, I couldn't walk yesterday, but then I jumped over a bridge tomorrow and stuff like that. It's just fine little steps that you see progress in. And eventually it will build up, build up, build up. And you'll look back and be like, that was easy. Yeah. Stuff like that. Right. That's great. That's great advice, Kyle. I'm sure a lot of young players will appreciate that, that you've been through it. And uh, you've been awesome. So thank you so much for no, coming on. You. Yeah. We wish you a very speedy recovery. Sorry you had to go through this again, but like good. I said, when we were messaging off, you know, offline, the mm -hmm. positive attitude you had, I was just like, people have to hear you because you just, yeah. I mean, it's the Trojan right. spirit right there. So we really appreciate you coming on. And right. sharing I it. appreciate you too so much. Thank you for having me. All right. That's uh, Kyle Ford. Everybody follow him on Twitter, Ford underscore Kyle six. Again, everyone wish him a speedy recovery. Thanks again, Kyle. Right. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks you all for tuning in uh, to Tunnel Vision. We appreciate you watching and uh, we'll talk to you next time.